This dunya that we are living in is a very temporary place. Nobody believes that they will remain forever in this dunya. This is the one aspect that the whole world has consensus on. Every single person that has come into this world or is currently here or will come till the day of Tiamat you will find people differing in numerous things but this is one aspect that nobody has any difference of opinion in that one day we are certainly going to leave this world so we ourselves are here for a very temporary period and this world is also a very temporary space the day will come when this whole world will be brought to an end the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala mentions in various ayat when the time will come, when Qiyamah will dawn and وَنُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ فَسَائِقَ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِلَّا مَنْ شَاءَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ نُفِخَ فِيهِ أُخْرَى فَإِذَا هُمْ قِيَامٌ يَنْظُرُونَ Allah Ta'ala says when the trumpet will be blown and everything will perish the huge mountains that we see holding the earth down so firmly but that too will be floating in the air like cotton wool Kal-ihnil manfush Quran Sharif describes it So this world is going to be perishing one day Long before that we will be gone So our journey in this dunya is on a very temporary basis We are headed to the akhirat And a mu'min has this firm yaqeen and conviction that this part of his life in dunya is the very very small part of his journey from where it started off and where it's finishing off or where it's headed to started off in alam arwah where Allah Ta'ala created the souls and then this insan moved through the stages eventually in the womb of the mother and then in this realm of the dunya in the world then the time will come when he'll be placed in his grave but that too is not the end of the journey then he will be raised on the day of Qiyamah and he will have to answer for his deeds in this world and then inshallah Allah Ta'ala grant us direct entry into Jannat so this is a very short phase of this journey but nevertheless this part of this journey is what is very crucial because this is what will determine where a person finishes off in the next part of this 
journey of his after he has crossed this terrain of dunya where he will finish off which destination the destination of jannat Allah Ta'ala grant us Allah forbid the destination of jahannam so this is a very very crucial part of life so in this space of dunya which Allah Ta'ala has created as darul imtihan Allah Ta'ala speaks about this in the Quran Sharif الذي خلق الموت والحياة ليبلوكم أيكم أحسن عملا Allah Ta'ala has created death and life Allah is that being who has created death and life now this is apparently in our minds the sequence should have been the other way around Allah Ta'ala created life and death but Allah Ta'ala says الذي خلق الموت والحياة Allah Ta'ala created death and life now we would think that a person lives his life first then death comes so life should have been mentioned before death but Allah Ta'ala's kalam is Allah's kalam Allah Ta'ala's kalam what can we even fathom the depth of that wisdom of the kalam of Allah Ta'ala but among the lessons that this gives us that one of the lessons is that this is being highlighted that even before you live your life realize full well that this death is such a certainty it is more certain than the life you are living person is living, he knows he's living he's convinced he's living he should be more convinced about death is coming than what he's living and then the other part is that that person will live his life correctly who right before anything else he has his death in front of him Allah created this whole system of death and life Allah Ta'ala mentions but why? So Allah Ta'ala further says لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ Allah Ta'ala says to test you who will do the best of actions so this whole world is a place of test and tests come in all different ways all different manners sometimes the test comes in the form of sometimes in a way that a person's uh, life is tested his health gets tested he gets tested financially sometimes there's a test in the sort in the form of a person maybe he's something in his family sometimes he gets tested in various other ways different tests dunya. but now this is the test of everything that how does he conduct himself in a test when he's tested, what is his reaction? Now, the whole world is currently in high alert because of the pandemic. But these are not just coincidental occurrences. These are things which have been, the details of this have been already spelt out to us in the various ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Just to mention one hadith, where Rasulullah says that when people will get involved in immorality and shamelessness then such diseases will afflict them which their forefathers had never heard about now this has been spelled out that when people on a wide scale will get involved in immorality now what elaboration does this require? the kind and the level of immorality that has become prevalent in society whether it is what kind of actions people are involved in 
Or what a person, what immorality he is sitting alone watching on his phone? What immorality he is playing out in his mind? Or what kind of things are happening almost every community? And all the kind of immorality that has been forced down people's throats as well? The total animal behavior of the LGBT movement? And all these kind of totally total immorality at its lowest ebb. Allah knows best way it can fall lower than this. So this has already been foretold to us that when this becomes prevalent in a community, in a society, it becomes prevalent in the whole world. Allah Ta'ala will bring about such diseases which their forefathers had never heard about. Then they'll find some so-called uh, remedy for something. They'll find some kind of uh, some vaccine or whatever for AIDS, so something else will come. And they'll find some kind of vaccine for that, something else will come. So that's not the solution. Whatever a person has to do in terms of protecting himself, protecting his life, protecting his family, no problem, by all means. Within the limits of Sharia, what is reasonable, what he has to do, he'll do. But that's not the solution. The solution is coming back to Allah wa Ta'ala. The solution is to come back to the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. The solution is to give up the immorality and vice. The solution is to give up sin. That is the solution. On an individual level, within our homes and families, on a community level, unfortunately, this is something that has generally escaped us. As a result, in the time of the lockdown period, many a person felt, well, there's nothing else to do, so he got bored. So he got involved in most sin, nausubillah. So now a person, for example, now is getting, his, now there's some embers have, this, have fallen on his clothing, something now his clothing caught a light, and it's burning him, it's causing some kind of difficulty, so to try and now get over it, he decides to rather go and jump in the fire. Now his clothing was alight, he jumps in the fire. So what's going to be the outcome of that? So in any case, this is the first aspect to always now keep reminding ourselves, reminding our families, reminding our near and dear ones, reminding everyone and anyone that we can, that the solution to the situation is not whatever we might take in terms of the means. Not that this is saying that the means should not be adopted. We should not get confused between these two things. That the means, whatever means we can adopt, we'll adopt. What's within the limits of Sharia, what's on a reasonable level, we'll do that. But that's not the solution to the problem. The solution to the problem is where the source of the problem is to take it out of that. So, now the problem is, for example, that there is some gas leak. There's some fuel that's coming in some, from some point, as a result of which there's a fire. So now a person is obviously going to pour water over that, or do whatever has to be to extinguish the fire. But more important than that is to cut off that gas, or that fuel that is fueling this fire. Otherwise, he will just pour water over it, it might seem to go down for a while, but it's still going to come up again. That's not going to solve the problem. The problem is to switch off that gas that's feeding this fire. To switch off that fuel that's feeding this fire. So the fuel to the fire is sin. The fuel to the fire is immorality and vice. Till that is not switched off, that fire is not going to get extinguished. So this is the first thing to remind ourselves of.
Then the second aspect is that this becomes a test in many ways. One is, as mentioned, it becomes a test to a person's health, financial test, it becomes so many other ways. But even more severe than that, sometimes these things become a test of Iman. A person's Iman gets tested. And when these kind of situations come up, then it becomes clear that whose heart is focused towards Allah Ta'ala and whose heart is far away from that. It becomes a test of Iman. So again not to confuse what is being said, that whatever reasonable means a person has to adopt for his protection, for the protection of his family, others, he'll do that. But he's within the limits of Shariat. But we have to come to the reality of things. And the first thing is, this Iman is being tested, and this becomes a wake-up call for us, that we have to now strengthen this Iman more than anything else. And this is what we require, the strength of Yaqeen. This Yaqeen is what's going to take a person safely through these situations. That way he has this firm conviction in Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala, in the attributes of Allah Ta'ala. Allah alone is the controller of the whole universe and everything happens only by His permission and will and nothing can happen without Allah Ta'ala's decree and decision and Allah Ta'ala will change the conditions when we have done what will please Allah Ta'ala. This is a system Allah Ta'ala has created in dunya. The kind of actions insan will do, Allah Ta'ala will be in that kind of conditions. Everything is in his control, his qudrat. That is that yaqeen that we have to develop. The Qur'an Sharif is filled with lessons of yaqeen. Allah Ta'ala mentions many many incidents in the Qur'an Sharif of the Anbiya Ali Wasalam, of the nations of the past. This is not just for some storytelling. The Qur'an Sharif is a book of hidayat for guidance. And the guidance that is given in these incidents is the guidance of yaqeen, of conviction in the being of Allah Taala, And that Allah alone is the controller. Allah Taala alone is the protector. Person can do whatever he wants to protect himself. If Allah Taala wills, nothing will work. And he may have no means to protect himself. Allah Taala wills, he'll be protected. Person may be sitting on the top of a mountain alone. I don't on the top of Mount Everest, totally alone and without any contact with anybody at all in the whole world. Allah Ta'ala wills, he'll pick up the virus right up there. Without any contact with any living being at all. Allah Ta'ala wills, it'll happen. And a person can be in the midst of infected people and if Allah Ta'ala wills, nothing will happen. Now, not that a person shouldn't take reasonable precautions, but this yaqeen mustn't change. This yaqeen must be 100%. That this will only happen with the will of Allah Ta'ala. So in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala mentions many many incidents of the Anbiya Ali Wasalam, of the nations of the past, to teach us this yaqeen. And that is what we need more than anything else in this time. And that is what will keep a person focused correctly, that is what will keep a person progressing 
but will keep a person calm, but will keep his sanity. Otherwise, Allah forbid, person forgets Allah Ta'ala in these kind of situations. First, he'll lose his sleep. Then he'll lose his health. He'll lose his mind. And worst of all, Allah forbid, he might lose his iman. He'll start making statements that might jeopardize his iman. So in the Quran Sharif, for example, Allah Ta'ala discusses or mentions the incident of Sayyidina Musa Ali Salatu We have heard this many times from childhood days, we probably heard this. Musa Ali Salatu is born, but Fir'aun has already been given some kind of indication that a child would be born via the people who gave some kind of indication that the child will be born who is going to one day topple you. So now he was hell bent on trying to prevent this. Any male child born, that child must be slaughtered. Can we imagine the scene? What pandemic this was at that time? Thousands of Fir'aun soldiers marching the streets all over and looking at any home that they can get any indication that a child has been born in this home and if it's a male child, the child will be immediately put to death. Can we imagine that pandemic? What fear and what anxiety might have been overcoming the people of that time? And now Musa Salaam's mother is also an insan. She also had this concern now. My child has been born, but now what's going to be the next situation? What's going to happen next? So Allah Ta'ala inspired her that فَإِذَا خِفْتِ عَلَيْهِ فَأَلْقِيهِ فِي الْيَمِّ وَلَا تَخَافِي وَلَا تَحْزَنِي And if you are worried about this, now worried about what? That now everything has happened now very very discreetly, try to cover up that no sign of anything must appear that a child has been born in this home. So there's a chance, now it's a 50-50 chance. There's a chance that maybe you might just get past this. Hopefully nobody will go and make some story somewhere. Or somehow it might just escape the sight of the soldiers or whatever. They might not pick it up. At this house there's a child born. So there's a 50% chance that it might get past this. There's a chance that it might not work. Sooner or later they'll pick it up and then that's going to be the end of this child. There was a 50-50 chance in that home. Allah Ta'ala says that if you are worried about this, inspire the heart, if you are worried about this, what you do is, You put this child in a little box and put him into the river. Now that outwardly is like a 0% chance of survival. Here there was like a 50-50. Now the child in a little box, where that box will finish off, what is going to be the end result? Raging river. It might not even be a, a few minutes before that whole thing might just topple and the child will drown. All these things will go through the mind. But when Allah is inspired it, Allah is teaching us yaqeen. Allah Ta'ala says, forget about this child ever drowning in this situation. إِنَّا رَادُّهُ إِلَيْكَ وَلَا تَخَافِي وَلَا تَحْزَنِي Have no fear about anything and no grief. إِنَّا رَادُّهُ إِلَيْكَ We are going to return this child to you safe and sound. You are letting him go in this river, you are not losing him, you are gaining him. Now, everything against logic of insan. The logic of insan can't fathom one bit of this. Everything against his logic. Allah Ta'ala is teaching us yaqeen. Allah Ta'ala has commanded something, and that is it. So, 
When Allah Ta'ala has, Nabi Salaam has already told us that when people will get involved in immorality and vice, then such diseases will come which their forefathers had never heard about. This was something to have understood and wholeheartedly accepted that this is a reality. And the solution would be to change that situation. Now that's a yaqeen. Look, doubt anything else. Somebody tells you that uh, the sun rose in a different direction. That too is something we can probably somehow make some something to accept. That somebody told you the mountain moved from one point to another. In some ways, believable. But somebody says that what Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, which is authentically established, and beyond that, what Allah Taala has given in the Quran Sharif, Nauzubillah, that is not hundred percent. That is the most unbelievable thing ever on earth. That is not 100%, it's 200%, it's 1000%. There isn't a shadow of any doubt in it. Now that's the yaqeen that is being taught to us. That all the commands of Allah Ta'ala, where Allah Ta'ala has promised, in tansurullah yansurukum wa yuthabbit aqadamakum, you help Allah Ta'ala's deen. You help Allah Ta'ala's deen first by being practical yourself. By living the deen of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala will help you. At every stage, every step. So Musa wasalam, now is put into that little casket, that little box, put into the river. And outwardly this is a lost situation. But this is Allah Ta'ala's command. Allah Ta'ala makes it happen now. There's many, many details in it. No time to go into those details. But that child now comes back, not just in a way that his mother is still going to be now uneasy that now. What next? That child ended up in Pharaoh's court, in Pharaoh's palace. And Fir'aun now found, well, long in, incident all the details, had to now pay his mother to look after him. This is just bringing it down to the final detail, final point. After all the various details that happened, whatever happened in between, finally this mother came along, I am ready to foster this child. And this child now takes on to, obviously it was his mother, but they didn't know. So now somebody needed to be brought along to suckle this child. This lady suddenly came from nowhere, everybody else is trying and failing. Okay, now you take this child along. And we will pay you to look after him. On the one side, she was now very, very afraid that this child might be put to death by Fir'aun. Allah says, forget Fir'aun putting this child to death, we'll make Fir'aun pay for his upbringing. This is Yaqeen. Allah is teaching us Yaqeen. Allah has given a command about something. Then there's no ifs and buts in it. Then wholehearted submission to Allah Ta'ala. Then now it might seem, but now if we don't do this and that and the other, and we just stop sin, then how can that sin take away everything? But that's the message Allah Ta'ala is giving us. أَمَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِن مُصِيبَةٍ فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ وَيَعْفُوا عَنْ كَثِيرٌ And whatever Allah Ta'ala is saying to us in the Quran Sharif, whatever difficulties befall you is due to what you have done. What we in our individual situation, as a community, as an ummah at large. If you think about it, the five fard salah, this is the first obligation upon a mu'min. His daily fard salah, five times a day. Now what percentage of the ummah is regular on this five daily salah? What percentage? If we say five percent is regular on five daily salah, fajr, zuhr, asr, maghrib, isha. That too might be a liberal figure. 5% is daily 5 daily salah. Not 4 salah. 5 salah. 4 salah might be a bigger number. 
تھری سلاح میری ادھی کی کا پرسنٹیج ٹو سلاح دیشن آف دین آف ایمان دا موسٹ امپورٹنٹ ایسپیکٹ ان مومن لائف دا فرسٹ تھنگ دیٹ یو ول بی کوشچن اباؤٹ آن دا ڈے آف قیامت دس از دا گلوبل پرسنٹیج سو ہاؤ کین بی ایکسپیکٹ دا ہیلپ آف اللہ تعالیٰ ٹو کم وین وی ہیو نگلیکٹڈ ایون دا موسٹ فنڈامنٹلز آف دین Now this is the lesson that we are being taught. Bring this yaqeen that will happen with Allah Ta'ala's will only. That pandemic will only go when Allah has decided it. And it will go when the ummah has changed their lifestyle. When the ummah has decided to now come back to Allah Ta'ala. Otherwise all the intervention, not to say that what repeatedly this is being mentioned, that whatever is reasonable, whatever steps a person has to take, what's reasonable within the limits of shariat, what doesn't disrupt a person's deen, no problem. But, That itself is not going to take anything away. That we must have the yaqeen also. The whole world can do what it needs. That's not going to change anything. What's going to change is what Allah Ta'ala has given us the prescription in the Quran Sharif already. What Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam spelled out is a lengthy hadith sharif. إِذَا فَعَلَتْ أُمَّتِي خَمْسَ عَشَرَةَ خَسْلَةً حَلَّتْ بِهَا الْبَلَاءَ Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, My ummah will get involved in 15 aspects. Then calamities will befall them. And in another hadith that is given further as an example. كَنِظَامٍ بَالٍ قُتِعَ سِلْكُهُ فَتَتَابَعَ The example is given like a string of beads. Like a tasbih. A person holds up the tasbih and then he cuts it at one point. So now he cuts that tasbih at one point, what happens? That string falls. Because now it's not tied together. When it falls, there are all beads in there. So what's going to be the end result? That beads just drop one after the other. Now that's the example that is being given that this is what will become the end result and this is how those trials and tribulations and tests will come one after the other like how those beads, you can't hold it back one falls, the next already the first one barely reached the ground the next one already is coming behind it the second one barely reached the ground and the third one is already behind it so what will be the when will this happen? Nabi Sallallahu spelled it out when my ummah will get involved in 15 aspects now there's no time to go in the 15 aspects or even one of it for now But among those things that have been mentioned in the Hadith Sharif is that Tukhizatil Qinatu Al Ma'azif when singing girls and musical instruments will become rife, when voices will be raised in the masajid, when people will disrespect their parents, when people will become aloof from their parents and close to their friends, when uh, amanat and trust will be regarded as personal property, people will just Whatever it is, doesn't matter, it's mine. No concern that this belongs to somebody else. I cannot just do what I want with it. Whether it's a situation of an employer, employee, whether it is something to do with community things, whether it is an inheritance matter, whatever it might be, something that is amanat, is trust. When these things will happen, there's so many other aspects mentioned in this Hadith Sharif, already spelled out, already described in detail. And if a person analyzes this Hadith Sharif, All these things are not just happening, they are very, very greatly prevalent. So now, what's going to be the end result is already spelled out to us. So the solution is to now change this. Change this by making sincere toba, excessive istighfar, giving up sin, bringing alive a dini environment in our homes, getting more punctual with our salah, giving up all the things that are forbidden, what Allah has made haram, becoming very conscious about our consumption. If you only consume what is 100% halal, don't take chances in this. 
Because what goes into our system, that is the kind of actions that come up. So this is the solution, this is what will take us forward, this is what will save us from the difficulties and hardships, and this is what will make our dunya also a place of peace and good for us, but more importantly, inshallah, it will become a means of us going directly to Jannah. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.